I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. You're listening to episode 55. For those of you who may have missed the pilot episode or earlier episodes, uh, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. I say that every time because, well, it's important um, that we frame what it is we're trying to do. And I know for me personally, learning how to set my mind on things above is crucial to my life with Christ. And so I just mentioned that at the beginning, and that has certainly a biblical foundation, uh, Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul said, set your minds on things above. Well, what is that? Well, it's the heavenly realm. It's the realities of God. It's the truths that we build our life on, like the Trinity and the Incarnation, the Resurrection, life everlasting, all the things we say in the Creed, and certainly more than that. But those are the things that we try to focus on. And uh, in this particular episode, I'm going to be focusing on this thought from above. Remember the door. I like poetry. And uh, in previous episodes, I focused on some different poems, certainly George Herbert's Love Three, which was um, a really life-changing poem for me. Uh, poetry is very powerful because it, it uses in its brevity of words the ability to evoke some kind of emotion, to move us, to make us think about something deeply, to feel something that we wouldn't otherwise feel. And that's one of the reasons that I love poetry. Today, I want to share with you uh, a poem And it's a kind of a famous poem called I Stand by the Door. And I'm not going to tell you yet who the author of the poem is, because who the author is and what the author's life was and what the author did with his life, uh, I think, impacts the way we understand the poem. So I'm going to share this poem with you now. And I have to give one little disclaimer. It was written in a time where being sensitive to... uh, Pronouns wasn't so important to the author. So the author uses male pronouns throughout. So I think if if he were writing it today or if I were writing this kind of poem, I might be more gender neutral and use he or she. But so with that disclaimer, let me read this poem. I stand by the door. I stand by the door. I neither go too far in nor stay too far out. The door is the most important door in the world. It is the door through which men walk when they find God. There's no use going way inside and staying there, when so many are still outside and they, as much as I, crave to know where the door is. And all that so many ever find is only the wall where a door ought to be. They creep along the wall like blind men, with outstretched groping hands feeling for a door, knowing there must be a door, yet they never find it. So I stand by the door. The most tremendous thing in the world is for men to find that door, the door to God. The most important thing any man can do is to take hold of one of those blind, groping hands and put it on the latch, that latch that only clicks and opens the man's own touch. Men die outside that door, as starving beggars, 
die on cold nights in cruel cities in the dead of winter, die for want of what is within their grasp, they live on the other side of it, live because they have not found it. Nothing else matters compared to helping them find it and open it and walk in and find him. So I stand by the door. Go in, great saints, go all the way in. Go way down into the cavernous cellars and way up into the spacious attics. It's a vast, roomy house, this house where God is. Go into the deepest of hidden casements, of withdrawal, of silence, of sainthood. Some must inhabit those inner rooms and know the depths and heights of God and call outside to the rest of us how wonderful it is. Sometimes I take a deeper look in, sometimes venture in a little farther, but my place seems closer to the opening, so I stand by the door. There's another reason why I stand there. Some people get part way in and become afraid, lest God and the zeal of his house devour them, for God is so very great and asks all of us. Somebody must be by the door. Somebody must be watching for the frightened, who seek to sneak out just when they came in, to tell them how much better it is inside. The people too far in do not see how near these are to leaving, preoccupied with the wonder of it all. Somebody must watch for those who have entered the door, but would like to run away. So for them, too, I stand by the door. I admire the people who go way in, but I wish they would not forget how it was before they got in. Then they would be able to help the people who have not yet even found the door, or the people who want to run away again from God. You can go in too deeply and stay in too long, and forget the people outside the door. As for me, I shall take my old accustomed place, near enough to God to hear him, and know he's there, but not so far from men as not to hear them, and remember that they are there too. Where? Outside the door. Thousands of them, millions of them. But more important for me, one of them, two of them, ten of them, whose hands I am intended to put on the latch. So I shall stand by the door and wait. For those who seek it, I had rather be a doorkeeper, so I stand by the door. I love this poem for many reasons, but the main reason that I love this poem is it is a reminder for me to be mindful of those people who are still seeking God, those people who are far from God in some ways, but near to God in others. And the reason it's important to me is because the nature of my own life is that I'm not around a lot of non-Christians. It's just the nature of what I do. I'm a college professor who teaches theology. I'm a minister who is involved in the local church. I speak and I write and I teach and I'm around a lot of Christians. And that's a wonderful thing. So my life, really, if you're looking at what this poem is about, is for those people who are way in, for those people who have found God, who are 
exploring the depths of God, who want to learn more about that life. And for that reason, sometimes it's easy for me to forget that there are many, many people who are still, to use the metaphor, outside the door. They are seeking something. Their hands, as the poet says, are stretched along a wall looking for something. They may not know what it is, but they're searching. And I need to be reminded that I have to still spend time in my life being mindful and being available to those people who are outside the door. The poem also makes me grateful for those people who do stand outside the door and are mindful of those who are outside the door. In a previous episode, I mentioned the story of my friend Tim, who was in a a pretty bad accident and was banged up and broke a lot of bones. But from that experience, chose to turn to God, to look at the positive. And even more than that, chose to live with his eyes wide open. And in so doing, God brought him into contact with someone who is outside the door and has become a person who has been helpful to that person. I really admire people who are always conscious of those who are outside the door. I know it sounds a little bit strange, but... (laughs) the gym where I exercise, um, there, there's a guy who is frequently in the locker room. And it's kind of funny to me because he's just so obvious about it, but he always is evangelizing. And so um, three times I've been in the locker room with him and he'll strike up conversation with me. And pretty quickly I'll realize that he wants to start sharing his faith with me. And a couple times I'll just stop him and I'll say, Ed, it's, you forgot, it's me. I'm I'm really saved. I mean, like, I'm I'm uber saved. And he'll laugh and go, oh, yeah, I forgot, man. But, you know, what I love about Ed is that he is standing by the door. I mean, as strange as it may seem, he, he has a heart that beats for people who don't know God. And I really admire that. And this poem reminds me of that. And it's a, it's a real blessing, you know, to, to be reminded of that. I didn't tell you who the poem was written by. It's written by a man named Sam Shoemaker. And it's important to me to think about who wrote the poem because Sam Shoemaker is credited with establishing what we know today as the 12-step program, or AA in its origins. Sam Shoemaker was a minister, and he, in connection with a man known as Bill W., to keep his anonymity, Between the two of them, they established what became the 12 steps. And Sam, in particular, was aware of the need to make it not so narrowly Christian that it would make people run away. And so for those of you listening who are familiar with the 12 steps, and I bet there are many, because maybe it's not you, but it's someone you know or someone you love, has been influenced or helped by the 12-step program, You'll know that one of the steps, one of the central steps, is really to turn your life and your will over to the care of God as you understand Him, which was a way of just opening up the possibility that there's a higher power for someone, even if they don't know what to name it. Shoemaker was really intent on that, and I think it's brilliant because had he more narrowly focused on Christ, which for Sam was important because Sam Shoemaker was was a Christian, a Christian minister. But by so doing that, he opened up the possibility for people in various places to come into this program and find help. And of course, history has proven that it has. M. Scott Peck 
great writer once said that of all the things that humans invented in the 20th century, the greatest is the 12-step program, which is pretty fantastic. And on many occasions, my mentor, Dallas Willard, would talk about the brilliance of what the 12-steps are. So when I think about this poem and about Sam and his life and my life, I'm challenged to remember um, that there are people in various places, people who are longing to find something. And it's a challenge to me personally to live each day, as my friend Tim did, with eyes wide open, to be aware that there are people and to be available to God. Should God bring someone our way that wants to find the door, a door that we have walked through, into a place, a life with God that we know well. So I remember as one who has spent most of his time very far in to remember to, from time to time, be sure to stand by the door. I'm wondering as you're listening what you're thinking. I'm wondering if it's evoking something in you. Perhaps you're someone who has recently entered through that door and you have that life with God and you're open to other people. You're aware of those who are seeking. Or maybe you're a person who's more like me, whose life is spent mostly with Christians and devout Christians at that. And don't spend a lot of time thinking about those outside the door, those seeking the door. I would encourage you to, to pray about that, to say, Lord, what are you speaking to me through this poem, through this idea? What challenges might you have for me to do in terms of being aware of the door and open to those who are seeking God? I hope you'll join me next week for episode 56 when our guest will be A.J. Swoboda. A.J. has written a book called Subversive Sabbath, which was Christianity Today's book of the year in spiritual formation. So it's a fantastic book, and you're going to want to tune into this Things Above conversation. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith, and you can learn more about this podcast at ApprenticeInstitute.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, and you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day, if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above. <laughs>